Coming up on this episode of An Older Gay Guy Show, he said to me, you know, we should work out together sometime. And I'm like, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would love that. Sure. You know, let's... So an interesting thing happened just two seconds ago. As I was waiting for this software program to boot up, I decided to check Facebook real quick before I started recording the podcast. So I went to Facebook and I got the message, the famous message that they have talked about. I got a message that my data had been compromised and used by Cambridge Analytica in the whole Trump thing stuff. So, hey, (laughs) I can't tell who is listening to this. I will never know who you are specifically. But I do get data that tells me what countries my listeners are from. And I do have a lot of hits from Russia, from the Ukraine, from China. And so I'd always thought, well, maybe I was being followed for whatever reason to get whatever data they do. And hey, you know what? If you are Russian and you are stealing my data, you know what? Help yourself to it. Because when I set up Facebook and I set up uh, my Instagram and my Twitter and all of that, I specifically have altered my data. So go ahead. I think you're probably going to get the data based on an old Jewish lady named Ida Weinstock or something. (laughs) And that's just for protection. I mean, you know, I had mentioned that my identity had been stolen a number of years ago and it was a major fucking headache to get it straightened out. So I put incorrect things in there on purpose. When I tell my stories, even here on the podcast, I'm changing dates, I'm changing places, I'm changing people's names. And, you know, it would be impossible for you to really trace back any personal information about me based on all of this stuff. So, comrades, if you want my personal information, you go ahead, you steal it. Because Ida Weinstock needs to be recognized. Please note that Jockstrap Stories, the gay erotic fiction podcast, is now up and running. There will be part one of chapter one of Northridge High Football Camp that will be available on that podcast on Sunday night. So go to Jockstrap Stories and subscribe. In today's show, I want to talk about a continuation of the last subject I had on a video on an older gay guy show YouTube channel. I talked about how I got over my social anxiety, my tremendous social anxiety that kept me in my house for a very long time. And I'm not sure that my method necessarily would work for you or for anybody else, but if it even helps one or two people, hey, wouldn't that be great? So you can check out the part one of talking about this subject, and that of course is on an older gay guy show YouTube channel, and the video is called Getting Over My Social Anxiety. And so once again, my name is Joey Hernandez, and this is Stranger's Without Candy, Season 3, Episode 23 of An Older Gay Guy Show.
So I am so glad that I was able to overcome my social anxiety pretty much. It is an ongoing thing. It is something that I do need to work on on a regular basis so I don't get rusty at doing it. And I was thinking about this today. I was not in the sauna, by the way. <laughs> I was on the tea. And I was going to my psychiatrist for a med check. And so I was thinking about life and what I was going to tell him and all that shit. And I started realizing that in my openness, in my new way of engaging with people by using the method that I talk about in the video. And as I was thinking about my ability to engage and talk with people on a regular basis, I realized that the kinds of people that will just talk to strangers, which I have been doing, really falls kind of into three categories, I think. The first one are con artists, and that will be people that not only engage with you to try to get money from you, and a lot of the people that are in need of money these days that are panhandling on the street, they have learned, some of them have learned, to engage with you in a short conversation before asking for money. If they just ask for money, most people walk by. So they've learned that the key to that is to find a common element between the two of you and have a little short conversation and then ask for money because people are far more apt to give money when they have been talking to someone that they seem to click with makes sense. And I think within con artists, there is kind of a, <laughs> a subdivision, if you will. And these are the people, let me tell a quick story here. I might've mentioned this before, but I was working out at Gold's Gym about 15 years ago. And it was a drive from where I was living in Boston at the time out to this place. And I had a habit of when I was coming home, and it was later at night, because I usually was there until the gym closed. I loved working out late, and then I loved going into the gang showers, the sauna, the steam room, and the jacuzzi that were all in the men's locker room. Ooh, good times. So I would stay until the gym was closing, and then I would head home and... I hadn't usually had dinner, so I would stop at this place. I think it was a Howard Johnson's. I don't even know if you know what that is, but it used to be a chain restaurant that was, I know, at least through New England, and they had burgers and breakfasts and all that kind of thing, kind of like Denny's is now, I guess. And so I went in there, I would stop in there, and I would order a burger and a salad or something, and I would take it with me back to my apartment, and I would eat. So this was a regular thing. So one particular night when I went in and I placed my order, this was before cell phones, so I didn't call in the order. I went up to the counter, placed the order, went back and sat in the seats that were right near the door for people that were either waiting for tables or for people that were waiting for the takeout food. So I sat down and I was just kind of relaxing and looking at this magazine I had. And it was one of the muscle magazines that I always had with me. And there was a guy sitting across from me also waiting. I didn't know what he was waiting for, but he was there by himself. Very attractive guy, mid-20s. It was a little bit cold out, so he had a little jacket on, but he, you know, you could tell that he was in pretty good shape. So I'm sitting there leafing through my magazine, and periodically I'd glance up and we'd kind of meet eyes, and he'd smile, and I'd smile, and then I'd go back to reading. 
And probably at like the third time I glanced up and we met eyes, he spoke to me and said, oh, you're reading one of the muscle magazines. I like to work out, you know, I mean, I, I like to be in shape. And I said to him, oh, yeah, I think you look, you know, really good. You look built. And at that point, he got up off his chair, came across and sat down next to me. So I'm thinking, woo, maybe this night is going to make a turn for the really good. So I'm sitting there and I have the magazine and he's pointing to people. Oh, you know, that's Dorian Yates, the current Mr. Olympia, da, 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 da. And he was talking about all these different things. And he said to me, you know, we should work out together sometime. And I'm like, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would love that. Sure. You know, let's, I go to the Gold's Gym, but I can bring in a guest. And yeah, if you want to work out, that'd be cool. And he's like, yeah, how about like this weekend? And I said, sure. Yeah. Like I'm free on Saturday day and I'm free on Sunday day. Yeah. Let's, let's get together and lift. He said, well, why don't we, uh, lift like on a Saturday afternoon and then, why don't you come over for dinner Saturday night? And I'm like, and I'm thinking in my brain, ah, this is golden. I need a date so badly. I need sex so badly. So I said, yeah, sure, that'd be awesome. I would love that. And then he said the famous words, yeah, and after dinner, we have a prayer circle, and it would be great to have you part of our group, part of our church, and we can lift together, and we can be best buddies, and maybe you can move into our compound. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like the brakes like screeched <laughs> to a stop. Yeah, no thanks, that, that's not really what I'm looking for. So... I grabbed my takeout order and I left. And there are those people that are so engaging and they just, they suck you in and you want to be a part of what they're talking about. You want to, you know, be friends. You want to be uh, on a date, whatever it is that you're looking for. They, they kind of get you, they, they learn your vulnerability somehow and your common interests and they zero in on that. Those are con artists too. The people that are trying to save our souls from the depths of hell. The second group I consider to be predators. Now, not necessarily predators as in child molestation, although I'm sure that obviously exists in the world, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I mean by predators are they're people that are seeking out your company on a longer term basis rather than just getting money or something. They're trying to get involved in your life in order to manipulate you and get more. Examples of this would be people that engage me on the street or in a coffee shop. They are maybe drug addicts. Maybe they are slight criminals and they talk to you and they get to know you. And it's like, oh man, you know, I've been on the street for a few days now. It's, it doesn't normally happen to me, but it just, you know, bad times happened recently. And man, I, I like, I haven't even had a shower in a few days. Um, any chance I could come over your place and, and have a shower? You know, that kind of thing. As well as predators can get all the way up to the point of being serial killers. I consider Jeffrey Dahmer, obviously, to be a predator. These are people that will come up to you. 
They're aggressive type personalities. Whether you're in a bar and you're looking, you know, to pick somebody up for the night, they will come to you. They will establish the relationship. They will try to push the boundaries. They may be the kinds of people that are straight guys that get together with buddies to beat up the fag. Bad things have happened. So predators are the kinds of people that will come up to strangers and talk to them. And then the final category, the crazy people. Crazy people talk to themselves. Crazy people also want to talk to you. <laughs> and I had an experience on the subway a number of years ago where I was going into Boston. It was not crowded, so it must have been late morning, early afternoon. And there was this lady that got on at the next stop, and she sat across from me, and she was staring at me. And so I would be doing something on my phone or whatever, and I'd look up and she's staring at me. Her eyes are never leaving me. And then after a couple stops, she got up and she sat down next to me. And I'm thinking, fuck, no, please. And she turned to me and she said, I know you. And I said, I don't think so. I, you don't seem familiar. No, 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 I, I know you. And she's sitting there and... I'm going back to my phone thinking, please go away. <laughs> please go away. If I just play on my phone, will you please go away? And I'd glance and she's just staring at me right next to me. So I finally get to my stop and I get up and she's like, I know you, I know you. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And as I'm leaving, <laughs> I go out of the, the subway, the doors close. I start walking up the stairs to get out of the station and I look as the train's pulling away and she has leaned against the window and her hands are splayed against the window and her face pressed up against the window watching me leave. <laughs> Those are the crazy people. Those are the crazy people that will engage you because they're lonely. They're trying to get something. They're just fucking nuts. Any number of reasons. So those are the three categories. And I'm thinking, okay, you should be able to add another one and say, you know, there's just genuinely nice people. And that's what I'm aiming to be, a genuinely nice person that just wants to brighten your day or, you know, make the world a little less lonely. And I think that's good, say, if you're going to Dunkin' Donuts and you're going out to get coffee and you chit-chat with the girl behind the counter if, you know, there's no one in the line. Thanks, this is going to, you know, thanks for the coffee that's going to get me going for the day. And she's like, you know, might say, oh, you know, you got a busy day? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be going here and going there. And, da, da, da. and she's like, you know, have a nice day. You have a nice day too. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I give a tip and that kind of engagement is fine, right? <laughs> that's quote, normal, unquote. But I take it beyond that. I will talk to strangers when it's not in a situation where I have to deal directly with them. I will just have open conversations with people sometime if I see them sitting by themselves and I'm near them. And if I see that there might be a commonality, like they're reading a book that I'm interested in. And so I do have these conversations with strangers. And that's why I, I hope, I hope, I hope, I do not fall into one of those three categories. I don't want to be a con artist. I don't think I am. I'm not trying to get something from them. I don't want to be a predator. I'm fairly sure I'm not that. 
I don't want to go to somebody's house and take a shower and then beat the crap out of them. And well, crazy is one of those things that's kind of subjective, isn't it? You know, I was going to my psychiatrist today and maybe I'm bordering a little bit on that crazy line. You walk in a tightrope across a canyon, you can go a little one way, you can go a little the other way, but you try really hard to stay straight walking across that, but maybe I fall a little bit to the crazy side. But I'm not going to let that deter me because my intentions in speaking to people is always a good intention. It's to make the world a little bit more friendly, a little bit more engaged, to show the commonalities between people. I, I think that's so important. And talking to strangers, as long as it's not inappropriate and in an inappropriate situation, I think is just a nice way to make the world a little friendlier. I have decided in the last few years that I want to make an impact in this world somehow. I'm not the kind of person that will join a political organization or I'm not the kind of person that will donate a lot of money to things because I don't have a lot of money. So I try in my own way to make small differences in the world. Part of it is doing these kinds of podcasts where so many of you are so kind to be listening to me and are interested in the things I say. <laughs> what the fuck is that all about? <laughs> Bless you for doing that. But I also, in my engagement with people that are out and around in the world now, you know, I think it's nice to just be able to brighten someone's day just a little bit to show that strangers are friendly at times too. And so I'm going to continue. Fuck it. If people think that it's not a good thing to do, whatever. I've, I've, I feel alive. I feel happy. I feel like I'm contributing something to the niceness of the world by doing this. It's not for everybody, but for me, it seems to work. It's a way of breaking down barriers that were there before. It's a way of getting me out of my house and to be engaged with people when I normally would shut myself off and stay in my house. It's a benefit to me, and I, I really, really hope it's a benefit to some of these people that I, I just talk with. I tell a story in the YouTube video about going to a store, comic book store, and engaging with someone. If you get a chance, watch the video because I was engaging with some people that had come from a house, one of those homes for mentally challenged people. And so many people become so uncomfortable when they're talked to from someone like that. You know, they, people don't know how to deal with it and they become very self-conscious and they're afraid they're going to say the wrong thing or, or whatever. And so people tend to shy away. I was very fortunate back in, I want to say, 1986. I was an area regional director of Special Olympics here in Massachusetts. And I loved going and doing the games and seeing the athletes. Sometime I will do a podcast on that because I, I loved my experience there. So I, I have spoken to people that have had issues like that. And so many people are so dismissive. So when I started having a conversation, one of these people just lit up that someone was engaging in a conversation with them. Somebody was listening to what they had to say. And it's little 
tiny, small things like that that I know I can do to make a very small difference in somebody's day. And if we all did that, if every day we only did one small thing, we said one thing to brighten someone's day, people that we wouldn't normally talk to, people that we don't normally have a relationship with, but be able to spread a little bit of happiness around the world. Oh, that would be so awesome. And so I will conclude this episode with just letting you know that I am recording this on Friday, April 13th. And tonight, I'm going to be watching the very first episode of the reboot, the Netflix series, Lost in Space. Ah, I am so fucking excited for this because I loved the series. I was a big fan of it. I own it on Blu-ray, watch it all the time. I was psyched for the 1997 film, which wasn't awful, but could have been a lot better. I did certainly like seeing Matt LeBlanc dressed in that really cool space outfit because he looked really hot and really muscular. But this Netflix reboot looks very high-tech. looks like they've spent a lot of money on this. There's a few differences that I think are really cool. One of the biggest ones being that Dr. Smith is now female, and that role is being played by Parker Posey, and that looks pretty good. And from what I can see in the trailers, it appears that the robot possibly is a life form that they find on the planet rather than a robot that was sent with them on the spaceship. Not exactly sure of that. I think they're kind of hinting that way. And the robot looks like it just has a, a face of movement, of colored movement. It's kind of cool. Now with Netflix series, what they do is they drop the entire series all at once, the entire season, and so I'm going to space them out because I don't want to just binge watch it and have it over and done with. When I have a series that I like, I tend to try to stretch it out. Now sometimes that has bitten me on the ass, and case in point being Gilmore Girls, which is another one of my favorite shows, in its original run of seven years, I specifically did not watch the final episode because I wanted to stretch it out a little bit and catch it on a rerun. And then it wasn't. <laughs> and it went years in syndication and all before I finally got around to seeing that final episode. And now with the reboot of the series, they did one this past fall. It came out at Thanksgiving. It's a four episode, 90 minute per episode reboot of Gilmore Girls. And I'm only halfway through that because again, I'm trying to stretch it out, but I want to make sure I do see it before, <laughs> before Netflix ends up pulling it off. But since it's a Netflix series, like Lost in Space is going to be a Netflix series, they should stay on the Netflix platform indefinitely. Fingers crossed. I am psyched enough about Lost in Space coming back on that I do want to do a review of it on here in another episode. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a spoiler-free beginning of it. And then if I talk about specifics, I will let you know that spoilers are coming. So if you haven't seen it, you plan to watch it, skip what I'm going to say. So I, I am going to let you all know what I think about Lost in Space. I can't tell you how excited. It's one of my top, top favorite shows ever. And please, Netflix, don't fuck this up. Meanwhile, my friends, please do tune in either Sunday night or Monday on Jock's Rap Stories for part one of chapter one of Northridge High Football Camp. I'm real excited. 
Thank you to all the people that have subscribed to it. I've had an incredible amount of subscriptions right away. Thank you. I really think you're going to enjoy it. And again, if you get a chance, check out the YouTube channel, An Older Gay Guy Show, for that new How I Got Over My Social Anxiety video. And please subscribe there as well. This is Joey Hernandez. Thank you so very much. Hope you're all going to have a great weekend. It's going to be awesome for me. And I'm going to do some filming. And I'm going to be looking forward to when I join you yet again. Dr. Smith, take us out, please. Obviously, you've miscalculated again. There is always a margin of error, even in a machine. Only Dr. Zachary Smith is perfect. I am indeed, and don't you forget about it. <laughs> Are you sure you're not laughing at me?